make your music, don't it? <laughs> yeah, gotta get it out the mud, that's the only way to win. Who am I to point the finger like I never ever seen? Been through the ups and downs like the letter in. They don't let you through the dope, better kick that again. Cause that's the only way to win. That's the only way to go. Gotta get it out the mud. Gotta get it out the flow. Cause that's the only way to go. Let's go. Shoot. Lights out. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, hope I look good, hope I'm doing all right, you know, got everything nice and set. It is basketball season has arrived. Tonight is the NBA tip off, and today, this slide here, it is the debut of my new podcast, Shooting Lights Out. Um, for those of you who've been following me, I have been doing a podcast called, you know, Hoops Talk. I have did that for three seasons and then you know i felt it was a need to revamp it turn it to something else so i turned it to this shooting lights out and it makes its debut right here right now i thank everybody who's tuning in right now and i continue to share the show out and whatnot because there's a lot of plate pages i gotta share the show out to i am live on twitter on the playmakers bar twitter on the facebook page of the playmakers bar and live on my YouTube channel as well. So if you listen on any one of those, I thank you for tuning in as we are ready to kick off basketball season with the NBA tonight. There's a lot of things I want to get into for today's episode, the first episode. So, you know, without further ado, we're going to jump right into it. And our first segment of today is a little thing that I like to call Around the Hardwood. And with that being said, let me get my topics up here because we are going to kick it all right. And right here at the bottom, once I get it up, is the ticker right here. This is what y'all can see. I'll be changing this ticker throughout the show to different things that needs to be shown. But we're going to kick it off with, you know, Around the Hardwood. And our first headline, Around the Hardwood, for those who don't know, is me getting all the news and notes from people from sites like ESPN or CBS Sports, Fox Sports, or Bleacher Report. And we go around to make sure that we cover all the major headlines for the uh, basketball world to know and love. And we're going to kick it off with next guard, Seth Curry and and Joe Harris would not be ready for the season opener, which is interesting. Uh, Seth Curry is coming off a... uh, foot injury that he's rehabbing uh joe thomas is coming off a, a another foot injury and while he's still recovering from the ACA injury that he suffered last season so they will not be ready for the season over which is tomorrow against the new orleans pelicans that is a tough one right there and you know as we go into our next headline for the day shout out to victor i'll get to my dark horse later on in the show to tell you guys. Uh, it looks like you're having some technical difficulties right off the back, but that's so good because I keeps them. Our next sideline is sticking with the Brooklyn Nets as uh, Ben Simmons needs time to regain his confidence and his wisdom. As you just seen, we just spoke about he's going to be without 
two guards already when Seth Curry and Joe Harris. So uh, that needs to get that kind of needs to come quick, fast, and in a hurry when Wednesday get here because he's going against New Orleans Pelicans. You have a returning Zion Williamson. You have to deal with Brandon Ingram. You have to deal with you know CJ McCullum. So that kind of needs to be good. Um, so going alongside with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as we continue on on the season here. Our next topic is a pretty uh, interesting one, but shout out to my boy Victor here. Shout out to you, thank you for tuning in. It says the Kimbe Mutombo started treatment after brain tumor diagnosis. It was back on October 15th, it was just three days ago. Our thoughts and prayers go out to the Kimbe Mutombo as he deals with this brain tumor. We hope he has successful surgery and get direct treatment and whatnot, and that he is good to go for the Hall of Famer, the Kimbe Mutombo. Continuing on. Brandon Clark and the Memphis Grizzlies reached a four-year, $52 million extension. This one was by Adrian Wojnarowski, senior senior NBA insider for ESPN. Memphis Grizzlies for Brandon Clark has agreed to a four-year, $52 million contract extension. This deal was landed on Monday, 6 p.m. deadline for Ricky Scale deals for members of the 2019 draft. Good job. I love Brandon Carr's game. I love the fact he's still sticking with Memphis. I love the fact he's going to be with John Morant and Dylan Butts and the rest of the crew going forward. That is something I am looking forward to. I'm happy to see that it is going the way that it is going. And we're looking forward to more from the Memphis Grizzlies this year. Butts guard. Hold on, man. Do this right. Bucks guard Pat Connaughton out at least three weeks. Ugh. This is from Jamal Cartier from ESPN. It says Milwaukee Bucks guard Pat Connaughton will miss at least three weeks with their rock care strain. The team announced back on Sunday. Connaughton missed the final two preseason games with a sore right calf that the team initially hoped wasn't serious before an MRI on Friday revealed the injury. Uh, that's a tough way to begin for the for the Milwaukee bus, but it is what it is at this point in time. All right. Warriors GM on the looming luxury test on the 2023-2024 season says, quote, we'll have to see how this season goes, close quote. Is from Kendra Andrews. This is of Malika Andrews and the Kendra Susus are doing a phenomenal job for ESPN. I wouldn't give them a shout out. Let them know how it is, how it's going. And uh, yes, Victor, thoughts and prayers are with the Kimmy Matomo. Yes, not in my house. It says here in this article, for the past two, two years, the Golden State Warriors have been vocal about their desires to bridge the current success with future success. And over the weekend, they put that into action signing Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins to contract extensions. The, fi- the finance commitment to keep the core of the Warriors 2022 NBA championship team together is massive, but they pray will that in luxury tests for the 2023-2024 season, looming at an unprecedented $483 million. I will get into the contract extension of Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins a little later on in the show when I get to the Golden State Wars because I have another segment called Heat Check and my first Heat Check is the Golden State Wars. But that right there, that is crazy. $483 million. 
let's read that. It's looming for the Warriors next season. This is going to be interesting to see how they're going to keep this team together. But that is alarming. That is definitely alarming there, to say the least. Now we're going to head over to the college ranks. Gramlin State and Southern to play at NBA All-Star Weekend. This is from the Associated Press back on October 14th. SWAT members of Gramlin State and Southern have been invited to play in the second NBA HBCU Classic at this season's All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City. The February 18th game will, will receive All-Star Saturday night's lineup featuring the NBA's dunk contest, three-point shootout, and skills competition will be shown on TNT, ESPN2, and NBA TV. Shout out to Chris Paul and everybody else who's involved with getting HBCU schools more notoriety, more national television time. And I'm going to be honest here, depending on how this season goes and how they do the All-Star game this year, Grambling State and Sunday might steal the All-Star weekend, just to be honest. It just might be this two teams going that it might be stealing this show. An all-star weekend in Yeah, I know it's October. And we still got some months before February. But how the past two all-star weekends have gone for the NBA, Grand State and Southern might take over. Two HBCU schools, two from the same conference as well. That is a conference battle for all-star weekend. I'm saying it right here, right now. October 18th, 2022, on the debut show, showing lights out. Grambling State and Southern just might take over All-Star Weekend. Jayhawks celebrate NCAA title, unveiled six championship banner. This is from Maya Metcalf, ESPN staff writer, back on the 14th of October. Six months after its 72-69 win over North Carolina in that championship game, Kansas unveiled its sixth national championship banner on Friday. A packed crowd at late night at the park. KU season kickoff event. Cheered as the 2022 National Championship banner joins the, joined the school's other banners from 1922, 1923, 1952, 1988, and 2008 in the Raptors. Shout out to Bill Self getting his second National Championship with the Kansas Jayhawks. They did a phenomenal job in the comeback video of the North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, we will be talking more about the Kansas Jayhawks in my next. In my next topic, when I get to the college, because I do got some college to talk about here. The defending champs, where did they rank it in the AP top 25 polls that came out on yesterday? And I have those, I have those with me. We'll get into that a little bit in just a few minutes. And finally, Jim Behan says success measured by NCAA attorney. Take shot at Big Ten. This also was done by Marion Metcalf on the same day, October 14th. For Jim Behan, the only two bar meter of conference success is his record in the NCAA tournament. Based on that criteria, the longtime Syracuse coach said the Big Ten, which finished 9 and 9 in the Big Ten for the NCAA tournament last, last year, was inferior to the ACC, which finished 14 and 5 and sent three teams to the Final Four. Three. First of all, you're talking about Tobacco Road was part of it because you had North Carolina and Duke playing against each other in the Final Four. Tobacco Road came to the Final Four, which was amazing. Uh, 
the Big Ten did not look well in the conference in, in the NCAA tournament, so that's funny. And another thing that's going to be interesting is how many teams from both conferences made the preseason top 25? That's going to be interesting to go over. You know, I think that's all I got for Around the Hardwood. All right, let's get this. Keep continue our college basketball talk because here is the AP preseason top twenty-five poll for the college basketball season. Now we're still about three weeks away from the college basketball season. That will be November seventh for both the men's and the women's, and as of right now, we are still some time away. And just a few minutes ago, the women's AP preseason rankings came out before I came on air here. So let me pull that up, see if I can pull that up and give you that rankings real quick. And if I can't, we'll just continue to move on for it because it's good to also recognize the ladies because the ladies do play a phenomenal job in playing basketball as well. And whenever I get the chance, I like to give my ladies the proper respect and that person that they deserve for doing the things that they do. So why are we getting that on here? We have at number one for the men, it is the North Carolina Tar Heels going into year two under Hubert Davis. Coming off of that next championship lot that we mentioned earlier. We'll see how that goes. Number two, the Gonzaga Bulldogs led by Mark Few, who's been there for over two decades. Can you win me a championship? Just one championship, Mark Few, because you've been there so long. And you've been oh so close so many times. Oh so close so many times with Mark Few and the Golden and the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Can you win me one championship with Gonzaga? Can you win me one championship with Gonzaga? Number three is the Houston Krugers. Number four, the Kentucky Wildcats. John Calipari leading his team to another top top five start. Can they do better than what they did last year in a very disappointing exit by St. Peter's in an NCAA tournament? Number five, it is the reigning defending national champion, Bill Sutter and the Kansas Jayhawks. From the Big 12. Also from the Big 12 coming in at number six, it is the Baylor Bears. Number seven, the Duke Blue Bills, who begin their new era without Coach K at the ham. Number eight, UCLA. Number nine, Creighton from the Big East. I didn't see Creighton coming. I'm, I would be, I would be uh, correct on that. I didn't see Creighton being in the top 10, but they are. Hey, speaking of number, speaking of top 10, finishing out the top 10 is from the SEC, the Arkansas Razorbacks. Had a tremendous showing in his little tournament, fell short. But let's see, can they build on the success that they had last year? And continuing from the SEC, is that number 11, the Tennessee Volunteers. Going to the Big 12 at number 12, the Texas Longhorns. 13 is our first Big 10 team, and that would be the Indiana Hoosiers coming in at number 13. Going back to the Big 12 and back to the state of Texas, because TCU comes in at 14. Auburn at 15, Villanova at 16, Arizona at 17, UVA at 18, San Diego State from the Mountain West 19, Alabama down at 20, 21 is the Oregon Ducks from the Pac-12, 22, the Michigan Wolverines followed by fellow Big Ten member Illinois at 23, Dayton Flyers from the 18 at 24, and rounding out is the Big 12, Texas A&M. And the funny thing is going back to that Jim Behan comment. The ACC has three teams in the top 25. We're talking North Carolina, we're talking Duke, and we're talking Virginia. The Big Ten has three teams in the top 25, starting with Indiana at 13, Michigan, and Illinois at 22 and 23, respectively. 
You know, the Big 12 has, let's see, Kansas, Baylor, Texas, TCU, and Texas, and Texas Tech. That's five teams from that conference. And the SEC has five as well. We're talking Kentucky. We're talking Arkansas. We're talking Tennessee. We're talking Harvard. And we're talking Alabama. But when you mostly talk about college basketball, you think of the Big Ten, you think of the ACC. So far, the AP people feel differently this year. Even though North Carolina is ranked number one in the country, they only put Duke and Virginia in the top 25. There's no Virginia Tech. There is no Clemson. There's no Florida State. There's no Miami. Well, they're pretty good in the NCAA tournament themselves. And for the Big Ten, you have you don't get your first team to Indiana, then Michigan, then Illinois. No Michigan State, should I say. Uh, no Ohio State. Okay. There's some teams that's missing from this top 10, that, from this top 25 that you usually see in the preseason top 25. But this is how things go. But there are some games that I'm looking forward to as the season is here. Starting off with November 11. Four days after the season starts, we got BYU visiting number 19, San Diego State, in a very interesting matchup of West Coast versus Mountain West. Then you have Liberty, the Independent, taking on, going to Tuscaloosa to take on Alabama, number 20 up in the country. SMU is at Dayton. Okay, American versus A-10. I'm looking forward to that matchup because SMU is a team that usually is a, is a good team you have to look out for. I want to see how Dayton starts off the season being ranked in the top 25. And the team that's not ranked surprisingly is a blue bud in Michigan State and Tom Izzo taking on the second seed Gonzaga Bulldogs in the Armed Forces Classic that will be taking place down in San Diego, California. So out, so within the first week of the NBA, of the college basketball season tipping off next month, Michigan State and Gonzaga will be getting at it, continuing on. Another game also on the 11th, you have Villanova 16 going to Temple. That's a good game, 7 p.m. ESPN. But November 13th, the first Sunday of the college basketball season, Colorado is in Nashville to take on 11 ranked Tennessee Volunteers in a Pac 12 SEC showdown. And then we get to November 15th, which is the game that most people look forward to as they begin in point of college basketball, where it is the State Farm Classic, ladies and gentlemen. Instead of being the first week of the season, it'll be part of the second week of the season. You have number four, Kentucky, tipping off against Michigan State, 7 p.m. ESPN. After that, you probably have your college game day, you know, see a people's little football coming out during that time. And after that game, around 9.30-ish, it is number seven, the Duke Blue, that was taking on number five, Kansas. That will be following that game. So there go your first, your first Blue Buds going at each other November 15th at the State Farm Plaza Madison Square Garden. And... New York City. All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break right here. And then when we come back, we're going to jump into the NBA action, okay? We'll be right back. The Playmakers blog is proudly to announce that it is sponsored by Fanatics. Fanatics, where you can get all your official license, sports gear, memorabilia, whether it's for the National Football League, the National Basketball Association, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, or even International Soccer League, or even college sports. So whip your team, whip the hardware, get comfortable, 
Because Fanatics is the way to go. Where sports fans shop and official license everything. All right, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, Fanatics is one of our sponsors for the Playmakers of Our Network. Fanatics is a great place to, you know, catch all the uh, nice memorabilia, all your sports, whatever team you will. It will be professional college, even soccer and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that was a good one to go. And now we're going to go into a segment here that I don't have the graphic book, but I have a special mad scientist who is working on that graphic for me. And I can't wait to see what he comes up with. But I have a segment that I like to call flagrant foul. Now, with this segment of flagrant foul, I'm going to look at things either on the court or off the court that wasn't uncalled for, which was unnecessary or something that was just terrible out the woodworks. And we had quite a bit of those during the offseason. So, first on, so let's look at it. We're going to dive into the email of Doku, the Boston Celtics, and of course, Drake Martin Green of the Golden State Warriors. And it won't be the last time we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors or Draymond Green to on today's episode. But first off, let's kick it off with email Udoku. Email Udoku, you found yourself suspended for a whole season. Why do you find yourself suspended for the whole season? Because you decided to have a consensual relationship with a female employee within the Boston Celtics organization. Word got out. The investigation had to take place. They decided to suspend you for a year, and the whole world got to know why. Okay? You have such a beautiful fiance. You have me alone by your side. It makes brothers like around the world question, why would you have a, another relationship when you have me alone right there? You know, most guys, you know, fantasize about me alone. Let's just tell it what it is. You know, most guys wish they could be with a, a woman like me alone from afar, but we don't know what goes on in private. And we don't want to know what goes on in private. So whatever the case may be, whatever's going on is between you and her, but you decided to have. A sexual relationship with the female employee of the Boston Celtics, who we don't know to this day, due to the fact that uh, these two gentlemen here hold a press conference that gave us nothing. They are appalled, they are ashamed, they are mad, whatever word you want to use, because one, this situation has happened. Two, every female employee within the Celtics. Organization has been drugged through the Twitter world because, uh, yeah, those two gentlemen decided not to give us anything useful to talk about. They want to come at Twitter. They want to come at those who put names in people's mouth and stuff like that because they throwing it out there on Twitter. And you, for some odd reason, you two gentlemen, decided not to even give us a hint of who this female employee is be. Word is, rumor is, this female employee is married to a very high-powered position male in within the Boston Celtics organization. So they're trying to keep that family out of the limelight, but we're going to throw this gentleman here out on Front Street. This is going to throw him out on Front Street. So the Boston Celtics, yeah, he might have you screwed up, he messed up. But you ain't helped it at all. You didn't help that one bit to come in the situation down. So you got a new coach in town for a year. And now this team has to get ready to play. That starts tonight. Now I get into that when I get close to the end of the show. But you guys 
are just as flagrant for not doing the correct job, as well as Ime Adoku. Ime Adoku, you had you got the flagrant two penalty on you because they suspended you for the entire season. And while the Boston Celtics, y'all are flagrant with you within your own rights, and a lot of people just don't know about it because there's a lot of stuff being kept in house, which this generation should be kept in house. Fragrant fouls on all y'all in the Boston Celtics. We're not done yet. We got to go down to the Golden State Warriors because we have another fragrant foul to talk about. Draymond Green. And thanks to a lot of things that took place with Draymond Green and stuff like that. Draymond Green did something out of the or did something that was not a kind view to think of. And thanks to whoever leaked out this to TMZ with Jordan Poole and Draymond Green. Thank you very much. Cause you know what? You just you try to get yourself famous. You try to do it. You leaked it out wherever you maybe you don't like Draymond Green, maybe you want to get famous, whatever the case may be. But you leaked it out and whatnot. And uh Draymond Green had to apologize for what he did. We had to hear from Jordan Poole, and Jordan Poole didn't look comfortable talking about it. Draymond Green, we don't know how he feels because we got some most of us about the Golden State Warriors when we get there. And, and this situation here was not a kind situation to look at, okay? Draymond Green, you went over to Jordan Poole. You got in his face. He pushed you over, and then you decided to sock him. There's one cool, man. Now, for the person who have leaked, I hope Golden State Final, whoever leaked it, so he can get fired or she can get fired because that could have been kept in house as well. Okay. That could definitely could have been kept in house. The world ain't even notice. They didn't. But nevertheless, it is what it is. And now, Draymond Green, you get a fragrant foul penalty one. You took a wick off. Now you're back. And you're getting ready for tonight's tip off for the Golden State Warriors. And we're not done with the Golden State Warriors because I have a segment called Heat Check. And Heat Check, it can be good or bad. It's something I'm taking a team that's on the rise or a play on the rise or going down and whatnot. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta check you out. We gotta make sure we put the fire out or we keep the fire going, whatever the case may be, depending on if it's good or bad. But ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you. And like I said, we're going to stick with the Golden State Warriors for a heat check, ladies and gentlemen. And there's no better way to, to start this segment off but with heat check, but with the Golden State Warriors. Because coming off as the 2022 national champions, the world champion Golden State Warriors, they are ready to defend their titles. And then we get back to the Jordan Poole, Draymond Green situation with Draymond Green basically putting Jordan Poole to sleep and whatnot. And thanks to Clutch Points for this lovely graphic that they put together. Shout out to Clutch Sports for that. Very funny, very interesting graphic that they did. Give them you know, credit for that. Uh, and uh, yeah, back to TMZ. And this is how I saw it. See, Draymond Green's on one side of the court. Joint Poole's on the other side. Draymond Green walks over, gets in his face. Joint Poole puts him back, which I don't blame. Why well, do you in my space? Back up. I want back up, man. You, you too close. And Green side to punch him. So, and then news broke out that uh, these two gentlemen are very happy. And there's a reason why these two gentlemen are happy. If you go back to our around the with segment, these guys got paid. Starting with uh, Andrew Wings, that's the reason why the Warriors GM 
2023-2024 test. We have to see what happened with this season. Because Jordan Poole, uh, starting off with Andrew Riggins here, Andrew Wiggins agreed to a four-year, $109 million contract instead of with Golden State War. And Jordan Poole agreed to a four-year, $140 million extension. These two guys got extensions, and this guy right here, Draymond Green, did. Uh, shout out to Federal World for this art. Federal World did this, so shout out to them for this art. Appreciate the cover art. So what does that leave for Draymond Green? Depends on who you ask. Stephen A. Smith believes Draymond Green could be heading to the Lakers after the season. He has an option to opt out this season. There was an opportunity for him to get a contract extension before the season starts. That did not happen, obviously, because there was nothing on the headlines that says that the uh, extension for Draymond Green goes like, well, does not happen. So if you listen to Stephen A. Smith, he could be a Laker next season. Or if you listen to my good friend, Brian Snow, he believes nothing's going to happen. Draymond Green will still be with the Warriors. Nothing to look at here, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing to look at. Uh... Mr. Larry James, thank you for tuning in. Ben McLemore, Benedict, Martin, rookie of the year. That's not a bad pick, man. That, I will tell you, that's not. Indiana got in. Y'all seen Indiana team now? Indiana, whoo. That not, man. Hey, that is not a bad pick. I would not disagree with you on there. But back to our heat check. Draymond Green is playing on his. He's playing, but it's not his final year, but he has an opt out. After this year, so he can opt out and become a free agent if he wants to, or he can opt in instead of going straight for next season. So it's going to be interesting to see, personally, how this season goes. And plus, tonight it is banner night for the Golden State Warriors. They are playing tonight. They will be raising that banner, that first banner in Chase Center. So, but hey, Draymond Green didn't get a contract extension. Joe and Boo did, and Andrew Wiggins did. What does that lead to, Draymond Green? That is our heat check, the Golden State Warriors style. All right, let's take another break here. And once we come back, we're going to dive into the good stuff of the NBA season. We're going to get to the good stuff, my predictions and stuff. We'll be back. The Playmakers Bar is proudly to announce that it lettered a partnership deal with Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Stream live sports from any device that you have, whether it is your computer, laptop, or even your cellular device. Catch breaking news live when it happens, and enjoy a mountain of entertainment from movies to shows to whatever you love doing. Paramount Plus. Plan starts at $4.99 a month, but right now, you can get a free trial. Just hit that link below with the Playmakers blog and start your free trial right now. Paramount Plus. Mountains of the Entertainment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you for tuning in to our debut show of Shooting Lights Out. As I said, as beginning of the show, you can follow us on our YouTube channel. You can follow us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the Playmakers blog, and keep up with everything that we do. This is just the debut show of Shooting Lights Out, which I am happy and thrilled to bring to you today. Now let's get to the good stuff, shall we? We talking NBA. I will get to tonight's game in opening week. In a bit, but first up, you know how we do. People want to hear your prediction. People want to know who you got, who's winning it all, who's getting to the finals, who's who's making playoff stuff like that. So to get this started, we're gonna start off in the east. And in the east, 
Here is my playoff teams. I have the Milwaukee Bucks finishing number one, followed by the Boston Celtics two, the Philadelphia 76 is three, the Miami Heat four, the Brooklyn Nets five, the Cleveland Cavaliers six, the Chicago Bulls seven, and the New York Knicks eight. The Atlanta Hawks and the Indiana Pacers making the play-in. Now with the Milwaukee Bucks, even though they did lose Pat content for at least three weeks, they're getting Chris Middleton back. You still got you holiday. Giannis has just continued to get better and better every season, okay? I consider him one of the best players in the NBA today, okay? That team there is going to be interesting. I do believe that they did pick up Joe Ingles, which is another three-point shooter and a defensive player for that team. So this team is going to be good, and they did, and they re-signed Bobby Porter, which was marvelous job to keep Bobby Porter there. He's a Milwaukee favorite. I love this team. Mike Budenholz, a lot of people don't like Mike Budenholz as the coach of this team, but you can't deny the man is already a champion with the team. They are continue, They are continually at the top three spots in the East every year. You cannot deny this team. Okay? The Boston Celtics number two. Despite what happened with Ema Adoku, you still got Marcus Smart. You still got Jason Tan. You still got Jalen Brown. You still got Al Horry. You still got Robert Warren. You kept there right there. You bring in Michael Brogdon, which gives you a point guard and a shooter. So Marcus Smart can play off ball now more than playing on ball to reign the defensive, defensive player of the year with Marcus Smart that we're talking about here. Robert Williams is a is a big is a man in the paint when it comes defensively. You if you can't get past him, you're not scoring much, especially against Boston. We Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, we gotta know about them. They they the stars of the team. Okay. If they take that next step and do what they need to do as leaders of the team, whew, Boston is dangerous. Despite having a new coach without email Oguda. This Boston team has not changed much. The players are still there. You cannot discount Boston for whatever reason. Philadelphia 76ers. Hey, did you see James Harden? James Harden came to shape. He came into shape in training camp. He slimmed down. He, he looks good. He looks real good. Joel and B is still there. Doc Rivers is still the coach. You bring in PJ Tucker. You bring in Darren House. You still got Tyrus Maxey. You still got Matisse Thibault. You know, you still got your players there. You added more defensive players to the team and some shooting. Okay. I like it, but it's October. It's October. November, don't care about. December, don't care about. January, don't care about. February, don't care about. April, I start to care. May, that's when I really look at you, James Harden. Regular season, James Harden, doesn't bother me. I can care less. It is playoff James Harden that has my attention. Okay? So when you get to the playoff James Harden, I want to see you perform like you perform in that regular season. Because for some reason, when they get to the playoffs, you don't show up. You do not show up, James Harden. If Joel and B, Doc Rivers, and the 76 are supposed to be in, in title contention, we need James Harden to show up in the playoffs. Okay? We need, we need May. You need April, May, and June, okay? When the final four is done in college basketball is when I start to look at James Harden and say, what you going to do? What you going to do, James Harden? What you going to do? That's what I'm looking forward to right now, okay? That's what I'm looking forward to when it comes to the build-up services. 
Number four on my list, it is the Miami Heat, okay? Miami Heat. Where are my Heat fans at? Because this team here, Jimmy Butler stood up. Uh, Tyler Hewitt did get a contract extension. Duncan Robinson is still there. Kyle Lowry is still there. Bam Matabayo is still there. And Gabe Vincent showed some promises. Matt Stroop showed some promises. Uh, I do believe Eric Sporter is still the head coach. And I do believe Pat Riley is still the president of the team. So how dare us? Because we do this every year. We look at Miami and we forget about how good they are. Because when you look at it, you talk about Boston, we talk about Philly, we talk about Brooklyn, we're going to get to and we talk about Milwaukee. But Miami's always in the top four. Miami was the top seed last year. They just got beat by the Boston Celtics. Two years before that, there was a top four seed, and they took out, and they just ran to Milwaukee. My book, Miami's always in the top four. Miami's always in the top four. So let's not sleep on South Beach, okay, because it is South Beach, but if you ever been to South Beach, you understand why Stephen A and other people love going to Miami so much. And then they got a basketball team that pissed the coach of Miami. Don't forget about the Heat now. The Miami Heat are, are a dangerous team. And that gets us to the Brooklyn Nets. They're coming in number five on my list. Kyrie Irving is still there. Durant said he's moving forward with the Brooklyn Nets. Steve Nash is still the coach. Oh, are we going to get Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons, who's been in ABB has been on my Ben Simmons since the 2020 season. We finally found Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is in Brooklyn. Ben Simmons says he will be playing basketball. We shall see how this team looks with their new big three of Kyrie, Kevin Durant, and Ben Simmons. By the way, uh, didn't we just talk about that Steve Nash said that he needs to regain his confidence and rhythm? And then the fact that Seth Curry and Joe Harris won't be playing at least opening night already. So why not the game? We need to see a Ben Simmons site after the game against the New Orleans Pelicans. Just, just a thought. Now, how does the season progress is going to be up to Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving? You know, we're going to get for Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant going to do his thing. Kevin Durant going to give up 25 to 30 points a game. Okay. Uh, are we going to get the Kyrie Irving who loves playing basketball? He always claimed that he loves playing basketball. Are we going to get the Kyrie Irving who wants to you know and say, you know what? I need to take a few months off. I need to take some time off. I need to gather my thoughts. I need to gather my head and feel right in the spirit and all this good stuff. Because if we get Kyrie who wants to play basketball, then top five is disrespectful. Okay? Because we get the Kyrie Irving that does play basketball the way that he does, I'm being disrespectful to the Brooklyn Nets by putting them at number five. Because we get that Kyrie Irving, they top two. And then it's Ben Simmons. Yeah. How many jumps are we going to take outside of paint this year? Are we going to even gonna, are we even going to attempt a three-point shot? Are we going to even try a 12-foot jump shot? You know, you know, do a little Tim Duncan shooting off the backboard shot. These are just the questions that I have because uh, are you going to dunk on somebody like Trey Young this goes this go around? Because the last time we saw you on the court, you were scared to dunk the ball on Trey Young. Now I know people like Stephen A. Smith and other people, they want to move forward. They don't want to look back, they want to move forward. Damn it. The last time we saw you on the court, you didn't want to dunk on Trey Young's short ass. Are you going to dunk on people this year because, damn it, you're 6'10", and you can jump? Dunk on some people, please. Okay? Dunk on some people. Dunk on somebody when you have that opportunity. 
and then Brooklyn can be up in the top two. But if I get those, I'm disrespecting the Brooklyn Nets by putting them at number five. I am really am. Yeah. That's called how it is, but this is how I feel. Until I see the things that I need to see from Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons, the Brooklyn Nets would be the fifth best team in the East. The sixth best team in the East is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Some people feel that Cleveland gave up too much for one Donovan Mitchell of the Utah Jazz. I agree to 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 an extent, but when you look at this Cleveland Cavaliers roster, ladies and gentlemen, you can't deny that they have a roster. You can't. I like this roster. There is Gallant, still your point guard. Now you bring it down to Mitchell to be his backcourt man. You still got Jella Allen men in the middle for the center position. You still got Chris Levert, who people are sleeping on because I think because of the injuries and him traveling from Brooklyn to Washington now to Cleveland, people falling asleep on Chris Levert. But Chris Levert can still ball, okay? Kevin Loves, somehow somebody's still doing that age that he's at, okay? You got a you got a backup, you got a nice backup big man and Robert Lopez and uh, you got the Mowgli brothers together. Okay. We're not used to seeing brothers together, okay? Now Robin and Brooke Lopez, they have played together. We have seen that. But we usually don't see brothers play together. And somehow, especially drafted by the same team. A year ago, it was Evan Mobley being drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. This year it was Isaiah Mobley being drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers. That you usually don't see. Okay, so I kind of I like this team. Okay, Isaiah Okul, if he's healthy from Auburn, if he's healthy, oh, that's another player. Okay, they got they have talent now. Now some people say they gave up too much, but they have talent here. Now let's see how they are coached. Let's see how 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 they play together. But I like this Cleveland Cavaliers team, man. I have a feeling Cleveland's making the playoffs. Cleveland's making a playoff. Somebody has to miss the playoff. And I kind of feel bad because now that I know that I know there's a team on here that probably should be on here that's not on here. And that is the Toronto Raptors. So maybe I'm disrespecting Toronto Raptors because the Toronto Raptors was making headway last season to give Philly fits before they Philly eventually took them out. I mean, OJ Abachi, you know, Scotty Barnes. Okay. You know, you see you still got Pascal Siakam there, Alpha Porter Jersey now there from Golden State. Great Trent Jr. If he's healthy, he's he's a viable option. Van Bleak, okay. Malachi Flinch from San Diego State was a good pickup, good draft pick for them. Juan Harper Jr. from Rutgers. I'm gonna see if he's anything like his dad defensively. But I do realize Toronto's not on my list. Maybe I do. Maybe just because I feel the other teams that wasn't there got better. It takes me to number seven on my list of Chicago Bulls. You still got Zach Levine. You managed to keep him and resign him. You have DeMar DeRozan. We have no freaking idea about Alonzo Ball, what he's going to do, when he when he's going to play, okay? When is Alonzo Ball going to play? They have one of the Antacoupos, one of the younger brothers on the team. Alex Caruso, I love his defense and tenacity, okay? But, you know, the Kel Bujibis are a form of magic. I'm like, Patrick Rollins, I like. Kobe Wright, I like. But, you know, Derek Jones Jr., I like. You get Andrew Drummond from Brooklyn. That's a big man. That's that's, that's helpful. Uh, you, 
You got it. Now you got a year in with Gorgon Dragons now. But you know, I still think this team takes a tumble a bit, okay? They was fifth. I got a feeling they dropped to the seventh this year. Even though they still have some of the key players, I just feel like they need it. They need it. Let's see if, if Gorgon Dragons can be healthy in the season, they can probably sneak up to five again. But for right now, I'm going to get them seventh. I would say seven on the, on the docket right now because. I feel a little man. I was up I think I think this team, you know, it's gonna suffer a bit. They just they just gonna suffer a bit. Coming in at number eight, who will also be joining the Bulls and playing because of what I got them. It is the New York Knicks. Shout out to uh, Wilds and Hefe, uh, Stephen A. Smith, Mike Greenberg, uh, Marty Q, Spike Lee. Uh, any more New York fans I can think of on top of my head? Uh. uh my brother Ken Moore. The Knicks. You signed Jalen Brunson from Dallas, which is great. You kept RJ Barrett. You still have Aaron Fournier, Quentin Grimes. You kept Miles McBride's a good one. Emmanuel Quickly should be coming up. Cam Reddish, can he take that next step? Mitchell Robinson, I like. Obi Toppin coming off the bench, I like Derrick Rose. Keeping Derrick Rose to be with that second unit, definitely a plus for you guys. But the East is loaded, though. The East is loaded. It doesn't have nothing to do with New York being terrible. The East is loaded, okay? You see the you see the teams I have ahead of them. Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami, Brooklyn, Cleveland. The East is loaded, okay? I do got Chicago ahead of them, but they can flip back and forth and whatnot. Plus, any one of these four teams I got here along with Toronto, Bulls, Knicks, Hawks, Pacers and Toronto, all four of them can flip for whatever position they want to flip because it's that damn tight, okay? But for the most part, you you mostly know Milwaukee, Boston, Philly, Miami, and then Brooklyn shows up to play. Brooklyn are you pretty much your locks for playoffs, okay? And then the other, you know, Cleveland, Chicago, New York, Orlando, Indiana, and Toronto, they can play around with each other and figure, and figure it out with them, okay? But them five that I mentioned first, these are the locks, okay? When you then when you get to six to ten, it's up for grabs. For me, it's Cleveland, Chicago, the New York Knicks, and then my play is Atlanta Hawks. Despite having Devontae Murray to go along with uh, Trey Young and DeAndre Hunter, who I best believe news came down, he just got a contract extension as well. As they look to bounce back from what was a bad season compared to what they did the year before getting to the conference finals. But it is the Atlanta Hawks after all. So when it comes to Atlanta and sports teams, it usually doesn't end well. Shout out to the Braves for winning the championship a season ago, but come back and looking terrible this season and getting ousted out by the Phillies and don't even make it to a game five. But the Atlanta Hawks, see, like I said, Devontae Murray, Trey Young, Clint Kimpel, you still got Bondon, Bondanovich, you still got John Collins. Jared Clover from Texas Tech. That's interesting. That's an interesting move to get right there. Aaron Holiday, Justin Holiday, two of the Holiday brothers on a team together, which is interesting. Y'all just talked about DeAndre Hunter. Frank Kaminsky from Wisconsin is on this team. He got some shooters, okay? He got some shooters. He got Navy Monster. But, but, but. Like I said about the Knicks, the East is loaded, man. The East is fully loaded. There's nothing more you can do when it comes to the East. Pacers, Larry James said, is, is rookie of the year. Benedict 
mother, that's not a bad pick, man. You can put him in a council. You can put Jaden Ivey in a council with Detroit, Pablo Pancaro, Jabari Smith, Keegan Murray from Sacramento. Rookie of the year is going to be interesting this year. This might be the first time in a while that you you looking forward to a rookie of the year race because there's a lot of talent that came out of this out of this rookie class. Okay, speaking of rookie class and going to insane. Speaking of Keegan Murray from Iowa State, who was drafted from Iowa, who was drafted by the Kings, let's go over to the West because in the West that's pretty what most people want to see. How I got Memphis Grizzlies as my top team. The Los Angeles Clippers number two. The reigning defending champions back in the Illinois by they were last season at number three. The Denver Nuggets four. The Phoenix Suns dropped from one to five. Dallas Mavericks six. Lakers seven. Pelicans eight with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And the Sacramento Kings making the play. Now, some of you be interesting. Like, so you have the Phoenix Suns going from one to five. You have the Clippers coming up to number two. Dallas is at six. Lake is coming at seven. The Kings is making a play in. What is going on here? Well, first and foremost, Memphis Grizzlies. I do believe they finished with the second best record in the NBA behind the Phoenix Suns, correct? They just re-signed Brandon Clark. You have who might, who might turn into the face of the league in John Morant. You still got Desmond Bain. You still have Stephen Adams. You still have Dylan Brooks. We still got Tyrese Jackson, Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay. We still got Xavier Tillman, Zaya Williams. You bring in Danny Green, who was a three-point shooter and defensive and defensive mind type of player. How do you sleep on? How do you not have them with Taylor Jenkins as state coach for the I think his third year? Not in the top two or top three of the of the West. Memphis Grizzlies will be up there in the 58 to 65 win range. Because this team plays with heart, they play with passion, and they play with electricity. That's all you want to see from a basketball team. And Memphis has all those components. So I have Memphis being the top seed. The number two seed, probably some people would kind of scratch me, it is the Los Angeles Clippers. Because this is this pretty simple when it comes to the Clippers. Is Kawhi healthy? Is Paul Joyce healthy? Because if they are 100% healthy, we're talking them two with, they, with the cast of Nicholas Batum, Amir Coffey, Robert Covington, Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris Sr., Norman Powell, if he's healthy, John Wall, and Zubox. And Toronto is still the coach of the LA Clippers. If you're going to sit here and tell me, if this team can stay healthy, which is the question for both teams in LA and another team that's in the West called the New Orleans Pelicans, if these main stars can stay healthy, you gonna tell me the the Clippers can't be a top two team in the East, in the West? You're talking health wise, okay? Regular season, we ain't get to playoffs yet. You're talking this regular season. You're telling me the Clippers can't make the top two seed in the playoffs in the West regular season wise? If they are healthy with Kawhi Leonard leading that team. And Paul Jones healthy too as the as the number two guy, who he said he's the number two guy. He said it himself. He's the number two. Kawhi's the one. With that, with this lineup that they got, Terrence Mann, who has shown up and can play. We know about Norman Paul, Norman Powell from, from Toronto and in Portland. 
if John Wall can give you anything, if John Wall can give you at least 12 to 15 points a game, and Reggie Jackson, Luke Kennard, Robin Covington, man, look here. The Clippers might be the, the biggest threat to the Golden State Warriors repeating in the U.S. is the top two teams I got above them. The Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Clippers. Them two are the biggest threat to the Golden State Warriors repeating. Outside of that, they can take they can take Denver, even though they will be getting a Jamal Murray and Michael Bullock back. Same thing with them. Can they stay healthy? Because every time you turn around, Michael Boyd Jr. is down. We ain't seen Jamal Murray in almost two years, basically. We haven't seen Jamal Murray since since, since the bubble when him and Donovan Mitchell were trading 40 points and 50-point games back and forth. Oh, yeah. And then you have the two-time ring MVP and look at Jokic, the Joker. I still think the Golden State Warriors can take, can take down Gilbert. The Phoenix Suns, we, we don't know what's going on in Phoenix, by the way. We talking, you still got Chris Paul. You still got Devin Boogie. You still got DeAndre Ayton. And by the way, DeAndre Ayton and Coach Monty Williams might speaking on Austin. What kind of foolishness is this? What kind of foolishness is this, bro? You mad because you got bitch in a game when y'all got y'all ass whooped at home by Luka Dodgers and the Dallas Mavericks. Complete any of those game seven, by the way. In Phoenix. But you mad because you got bitch. Because uh, maybe because your ass didn't dominate the Dallas Mavericks like you're supposed to, like uh, when Giannis dominated your ass in the NBA Finals two years ago to win Finals MVP, and then you come against a Dallas Mavericks team who don't have no bigs, no bigs whatsoever. They biggest, they biggest man is is Brent is the White Powell, and you can dominate him. Really, DeAndre? Really, this is what we're doing. This is exactly what we're doing. I don't blame Monty Mills from benching your ass at all. He might have to do it again because you don't you don't you don't play at the height that you should play at. Okay. That's my issue with the Phoenix Suns. Speaking of Dallas, they did get they did trade for uh, Christian Woods from Houston during the offseason, which is good. You did lose uh Jordan Brunson, as we mentioned earlier when we talked about the New York Knicks. So what kind of Mavericks team doing? I mean, you still got Luka Dodgers, you know, who most people got one in MVP. And I, I can't I can't push back on that. That is Luka. Luka is that dude. I always say that. But let's see here. You still got David Brontis, Richard Bullock. Okay. Spencer Dinwiddie is done with I that's the trailer. Like, how would y'all like Spencer Dinwiddie and Luka Dodgers on the same team? Don't finish up, okay. Tim Hardaway Jr. should be returning from his season-long injury. Mask League was good, good. Javel McGee is a nice backup pickup. It's a nice center for y'all. Y'all need a center. Javel McGee will fill that role for you, along with the White Powell and Christian Woods, okay? Frank Milikino, we haven't heard about you ever since you were drafted by the New York Knicks. So what you gonna do, okay? Jason Kidd is going his uh, second or third year with the Dallas Mavericks, but we, we, we should see how this team looks. But, you know, they'll be in the middle of the pack, you know, the fourth, fifth, no, probably the fifth or sixth seed, maybe seventh seed. But, you know, and the Dallas Mavericks doesn't jump off your page like they they don't jump off your page when it comes to the West. But that got them six. Seven is the Los Angeles Lakers. 
Some some of you might say that's disrespectful because the Lakers should be higher than that because it's the Lakers we're talking about here. It's LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Russell. Oh my God, they have a big three out the Aurora, and you got them seven in the West playmaker. What do you know about basketball? I do know the simple fact that uh, the only one of the big three who has to play a lot a lot of games last season was Russell Westbrook, in which LeBron James barely played. We better saw Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis, can you give me the 60 games? If you can play 60 games, the Lakers will not be at 70 in the West. If you can get to 60 games, the Los Angeles Lakers will probably be a top four seed in the West. I'm throwing that out there. But until I can get Anthony Davis, I can play 60 games for the Lakers. Y'all going to be number seven because after all, you do got LeBron James. LeBron James will find a way to get you into the goddamn playoffs because that's what you do. You bring in Preston Brevin, him and Russell Westbrook, they admitted whatever happened years ago, so they're going to play on the same team, okay? You bring in Dennis Riddle, who is the who is probably the dumbest player that I know right now. Trying to bet on yourself and you went to Boston at all teams, which didn't work for you, and you back for the Lakers. One to Scott Anderson from the World Champion. I want to say Warriors. Okay, nice pickup. Lavelle Walker, the fourth from the second from the San Antonio Spurs, is a good pickup. He still got Austin Reeves, good. Scotty Pippen joining. Okay, sir. We shall see how you go. You, you know, you're going in your rookie year. We're going to see how that looks for you coming out of uh, Vanderbilt, you know. Kendrick Nunn is back with LeBron. Kendrick Nunn played well for Miami with LeBron was there and whatnot. Now he's with the Lakers. Damian Jones, center. Okay, we shall see how you look, sir. Yeah. Okay. There's no... There's nothing that just off, off my page, you know, Patrick Beverly's going to be that tenacious guy that he is. And by the way, everything he's been on has made a playoff, so that's another reason the Lakers probably be a 7 seed because you got Patrick Beverly, who always make the playoffs. LeBron James, can Anthony Davis stay healthy? Will we see triple-double what's the rest with this season? Will it be this season we get to see triple-double what's the rest with? Can Dennis Trudeau be that, that backup point guard that the Lakers need to be? How the rest of these guys played under Devin Ham? We should see how they look, but yeah, I feel seventh. I feel seventh for the Lakers. Number eight, and we're claiming a spot again at eight is the New Orleans Pelicans because, like I said, the West is loaded. We all know the West is loaded. The Grizzlies, Warriors, Suns, Mavericks, Nuggets, Suns, we always in the playoffs. If the Clippers are healthy, they're gonna be number two. They're gonna be top two, top three in the West with the Clippers. If the Clippers are healthy all season, I'm just telling you that. Right don't believe me, trust me. If the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard probably stay healthy all season, the Clippers would be within the top three in the West, probably in the NBA. Hey, get me to the New Orleans Pelicans. I'll return Zion Wilson. Can you, sir, play these 60 games, Zion? Can you play 60 games? That was well for a guy like Brandon Ingram, a guy like CJ McCollum, for getting a year or two together with each other. Devontae Graham being your backup. Jose Alvarado. Played good last season. Herb Jones played good last season. You know, you kept Larry Nance Jr. going forward. Jonas Valanciunas is just your big man. That's good. Okay, Willie Green going in, going in another year under his belt. We shall see. EJ Liddell from Ohio State is a good draft pick. It's a good draft pick. Elon Liddell can, can be another force inside for you on the inside. Okay. You just need this guy to see. Uh, the team is constructed and put together going forward with with returning pieces and new pieces coming in. So I can see them getting back to the AFC and having a matchup with the Memphis Grizzlies in the, in the first round of the playoffs. 
after they get through the play-in. You know, maybe go to Minnesota, the team that traded everything to get one Rudy Gobert. Now, why do I have him in the play-in? Because you still got Anthony Edwards there. You still got Carl Anthony Town, who has proven he can shoot the three, winning the three-point contest. But we don't need a lot of we don't need you shooting a lot of threes, to be honest. You bring in Cal Anderson from the Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Brent Forrest is a shooter. Luca Garza, I'm looking forward to see if they how he's if he's implemented into the Timberwolves, you know, rotation with Rudy Gobert being the starting center and Nas Reed being the backup, and having Carlton the town playing the power for it. There's a Rosa Sticky point guard. You bring in Austin Rebel, who could be your backup point guard because he has played point guard. Is. And this is why they were to play that, even though he's just as a shooting guard. Jaden McDaniels played pretty well last season, especially in the playoffs. Wendell Moore Jr., interesting to see how he looks in his first year out of Duke. Okay. There's some good pieces there. There's some good pieces there. But, you know, like I said, the West is loaded. This this can go into it. Outside of Memphis, Golden State, Dallas, Phoenix, and Denver, those five teams found a way they'll be in the playoffs. Everybody else is up a grab, and I'm putting the Clippers in that category too because they I need to see them healthy. Even though I get them number two, I need to see the Clippers. If the Clippers can stay healthy, they will be a top three team. I'm gonna say it one more time. And then the surprise that everybody probably scratching their head is the Sacramento Kings. Mike Brown it is the head coach for this new look click Sacramento Kings team. You talking about a team that's full of Harrison Barnes, Matthew Delvadova, De'Aaron Fox. Kevin Holder from Atlanta. Okay. Davion Mitchell. Malik Munt. DeMontis some bonus. And they first round draft pick of Keegan Murray from Iowa. He is another person I will put in our rookie of the year conversation because Keegan Murray is that dude. He was that dude at Iowa. I can feel he can be that dude in Sacramento to pair with De'Aaron Fox. You have shooters, okay? You have shooters. You have Kevin Hart from Atlanta. You have Malika Monk. So you have some shooters. Okay. And you have speed with De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell. And you have a big man who can do it all and some bonus. And you're going to have him some fourth court help with Keegan Murray who can do it all. Now, depending on how Mike Brown coaches his team, along with Harrison Barnes, the Sacramento Kings can make some noise. Hey, I'm just saying. I like this team. Utah's falling off the map. We're not going to hear from Utah, okay? I don't see Utah making the playoffs. I don't even see them making the play okay? Utah has traded away everything they wanted to trade away to start over this end rebuild, okay? We're not seeing Utah. So there's a vacant spot, okay? There's a vacant spot open. In that vacant spot, I like to see fight. Will be out of the Portland Trailblazers, who getting Damon Litter back. The Sacramento Kings, who I have in the play in. The Minnesota Timberwolves, you know. And I think that's it. San Antonio. Can't count out San Antonio. San Antonio will always find themselves because Pop is still up, but I got to put them rebuilding because when you trade you know, Devontae Murray the way that they trade Devontae Murray, yeah, they rebuild. So, OKC, I have no faith in OKC, by the way. They first round of travel. He didn't even play this season because he wanted to be playing a playing game with LeBron James. They injured his foot. And so he's out for the whole season. 
So pretty much there's a vacant spot open. So Sacramento Kings, Portland Trail Blazers, which one of y'all want that spot that's voided by the, the by the, the Utah Jazz? Okay. So those are my teams in the West. Who do I have in the conference finals? For the East, I have the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. Now there's some Brooklyn Nets fans. There's some Philadelphia fans probably screaming at me right now because they feel that their team this is their year and whatnot. But Milwaukee is my number one team in the East, and the Boston is my number two team in the East. They will face off in the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay, I'm not backing out of that. I don't need to. I only have to explain it because who? It's Milwaukee and Boston. Who doesn't want to see it in the Conference Finals? I sure do. Chris Middleton, Giannis Gordon, Jason Taylor, Jalen Brown. Theater at its finest. And that's some Heat fans probably yelling at me too. Didn't we not just get to the Conference Finals last year? Yes, she did. And then the following year, he did it terrible. So I need to see some consistency when it comes to deep playoff run for Miami. In the West, this is where I might get cussed out at. <laughs> this is where I might get cussed out at because uh, – I do believe that's the Clippers on one side, and I do believe that is the Grizzlies on the other side. Somehow the defending champ is not in this picture. That's because I believe in a seven-game series, the Clippers take out the champions in the Western Conference semifinals. If everything goes to the corner the way that I am, because it's just my predictions, everybody has an opinion, okay? Everybody's entitled to one. Well, me personally, Warriors, Clippers, West Semis, seven games, Clippers take it out. Clippers take out the champs. Kawhi Leonard is healthy. Paul George is healthy. That team was built to beat the Golden State Warriors. That team was literally built to beat the Golden State Warriors. I just had to miss the Grizzlies. It was built to beat the Golden State Warriors. The Clippers, the difference with the Grizzlies and the Clippers is that the, Gri the Clippers were built to beat every single team in the West, including the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors. The Grizzlies was simply built to beat the Golden State Warriors. They wanted to match power with power with Golden State. That's how they were built. So that is my Western Conference Finals, okay? Get a good look at the screenshot. You want to get at me, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. You can get at me. My friend, if you want to, I post all this graphics on social media for you so you can get at me. And then my NBA Finals, which I'm probably going to get that even more because it is the Los Angeles Clippers and the Milwaukee Bucks in the NBA Finals. To be honest, I'm going out on them when the Clippers one more time. Get me a healthy Kawhi Leonard and a healthy Paul Jones with this Clippers team. And I'm telling you, they're getting out of the West. They are coming out of the West if they stay healthy. But that's always the thing with these teams. Health is obviously an issue. I said it, but I'm sticking to it. Clippers, Bucks in the NBA Finals. I don't know what more you want me to say. It's just how I feel. It's just, just how I feel. So that is my predictions for this season so far. Now to close it out, we got to talk about tonight because it is opening night. TNT, the Philadelphia 76ers at the Boston Celtics 730. 
followed by the Los Angeles Lakers and the world champion Golden State Warriors with the Golden State Warriors raising up that banner at Chase Center for the first time in their new building. Four title in eight years for the Golden State Warriors. So the road to repeat begins tonight on TNT, okay? And then we have opening week continuing throughout the rest of the week. Because tomorrow we got the New York Knicks at the Memphis Grizzlies on ESPN 7:30, followed by the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns, and then Thursday Milwaukee Bucks at Philly. The battle for LA round one commences at Crypto.com Arena between the Clippers and the Lakers. Friday Eastern Conference re semi Eastern Conference Finals rematch, should I say? Wendy Boston Celtics take on the Miami Heat in South Beach, the very sack place where the Celtics. One day East, and then following that on ESPN 10 p.m., the Denver Nuggets at the Golden State Warriors repeat of the first round matchup in the West. Saturday, San Antonio's at Philly, Memphis and Dallas get together. Then Sunday, and the Phoenix Suns at the Los Angeles Clippers on NBA TV. So that is that. And uh, I'm pretty sure y'all want to know who I'm picking for opening week, opening night, and all that stuff. And I got you covered right here. I'm taking the Boston Celtics to take down the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm taking the Golden State Warriors to kick off their title defense with a nice good old win over the Los Angeles Lakers. And then tomorrow, I got the Grizzlies and the Suns. Even though the Suns, I got a feeling the Suns have to make amends for what took place in Game 7 against the Dallas Mavericks last season. So I got a feeling they'll win, open, they'll win their opening game against the Dallas Mavericks. Thursday, I got the Bucks beating the 76ers. Yes, I have fully signed up on two already. You playing two of the you playing the top two teams in the East, in my opinion. You're gonna lose. I have the Clippers taking another win from the Los Angeles Lakers. Friday, I'm going, I'm going Miami to win their East, the East rematch round one over the Celtics, taking Golden State over the Nuggets. Friday and Saturday, 76 get their first win when they play San Antonio. Memphis takes down the Dallas Mavericks, put them at two, put them at 2-0, and, and the Mavericks will probably be somewhere in that mix of one, too. And then I got the Clippers beating the Suns on Sunday. So those are my picks from tonight and opening week. And I'm not changing them whatsoever. So you got all the games. You got all my predictions. You know what I'm about. You know what I'm doing. So thank you for tuning in to this debut episode of Shooting Lights Out. I can't wait to get this ball rolling out the tip off to see how this game is going to get played. And for more on what we do, we can go to our website, www.dplaymakersblog.com. See everything we do on our website. Follow all the shows that we do from this show, from Shooting Lights Out to Ramley, talk my personal LA Rounds podcast to Cowboys Talk, the personal Dallas Cowboys podcast with my boy, Alex Azar. Also, he does Race Quit. This is a video game. If you're into video games, into the net LC for soccer fans. You know, and plus we have Bearing Down a Gridiron and uh, Arch Rivals, which I'll be on tonight doing that at 8 p.m. live on the same channel as you see me on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. So I am the Playmaker Down Outside. Thank you for this debut episode. I look forward to continuing on, sharing life so moving forward. Catch y'all later. Good. You've done great, but you can't stop here. Can't stop now. You gotta keep going. Through all your trials and your tribulations, you gotta keep pushing. Now.
finish your camp. Yeah, gotta get it out the mud, that's the only way to win. Who am I to point the finger like I never ever seen? Been through the ups and downs like the letter in. They don't let you through the dope, better kick that again. Cause that's the only way to win. That's the only way to go, gotta get it out the mud. Gotta get it out the flow. Cause that's the only way to go, let's go. Thank you for tuning in today's episode. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow it on all streaming platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and a whole lot more. This has been Shooting.